Welcome to The Birth and Postpartum Diaries, a place where mamas share their authentic stories of pregnancy, birth and beyond, and where I interview experts to help mamas and mamas-to-be who are navigating through this crazy and beautiful season of their lives. I'm your host, Jade Spears. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's show. I have Molly, the lovely Molly, with me. Hi, Molly. How are you going? I'm good. How are you, Jade? I'm good. I'm good. I'm so excited uh, for this episode. I feel like I'm like the biggest stalker of you on socials, <laughs> and <laughs> you're the like probably one of the most entertaining people that I follow. <laughs> like, it's amazing. So I'm like, oh, I get to hear like all the details. I feel like I've got like little, you know, bits and pieces along the way of your your journey, but I'm super excited today to to have you and to hear, hear a little bit more. Yeah, time for the goss. Yeah, love that. <laughs> <laughs> so to start things off, uh, I'd love if you could tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, about your family and kind of, I guess, who you were pre-baby pre and what, what life looked like then. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my name's Molly. I'm 30. Uh, I'm the mum to a beautiful one-year-old uh, named Lola. Uh, me and my fiancé have been together about six years um, prior to baby and post-baby now. Uh, I currently work in emergency services, so I work for Triple Zero, which I love. Um, working for Triple Zero has made me a great negotiator with my baby, and she's made me better <laughs> at my job. Uh, so I'm back at work three days a week now as well. So yeah, just um, trying to find the balance of being a hot mum and uh, <laughs> a hot working woman. <laughs> love that, love that. And so what was life like pre-baby, like you and uh, Nathan who were obviously together for, for some time before that, like what was, was there a moment when you decided that, you know, it was baby oh, time or? <laughs> I actually had been begging Nathan for a baby for years and he's the logic. I'm the unhinged, he's the logic. And so uh, we lived with his parents for three years while we were saving up to buy a house and he always said to me, you know, we're going to set this baby up. Now for me personally, both my parents have passed away and so I've been really independent for a long time and having a strong, stable, loving foundation for children was always the most important thing for us to give a child something that I didn't get when I was growing up so he was uh, very logical very we need to wait we need to set ourselves up so we were in our house for about a year we were drunk at a house party in Sydney um and we were on the dance floor and he said yeah all right let's have a baby and <laughs> the that's, best place to just that, decide this big life yeah yep. uh, and that's how it happened for us uh and three weeks later I had my head in the toilet so I um I definitely recognize my privilege um, that, you know, fertility uh, and conception is can be such, you know, hard work. Um, very luckily, I was a fertile myrtle. Um, we got it on the first crack. I was doing the ovulation sticks. I was weighing on the sticks. Um, and yeah, we, I thought I had a hangover. I was like, oh, this hangover's got a bit on it. And then uh, as soon as I uh, took a pregnancy test, that, that line is never come up quicker so yeah. before I mean before that we were selfish and it was amazing <laughs> and if there's any advice I can give to someone looking to start their family just enjoy your selfish moments you know we went to the pub we went to the movies we went to the shops like we just your life just changes for the better but um going to high point is like you know an hour and a half of prep 
you're not just getting, <laughs> we're not just getting in the car to go to the shops these days yeah. so it's like a whole def- oh, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. life's definitely different yeah yeah it's a it's a whole thing of like admin and i feel like i even i was like oh it can't be that hard like you're kind of this like asshole before you have kids you're like mm-hmm. come on it cut like my friends that had kids i was like oh just like chuck them in the car it'll be fine and i'm like that's not a thing <laughs> like, oh my god i was a i people invite me to dinner now and i'm like that's a funny joke like, <laughs> they're like oh just bring the baby 7 30 i'm like yes yeah, sweet no worries so it's, <laughs> it's just spend yeah. time don't you know yeah. anything <laughs> yeah i i feel bad I, I i i was a you know my baby will slot into my life not the other way around absolutely not that's fake <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's run around. Yeah, that's your that's your biggest adjustment I'd say. You're just at the mercy of this tiny little boss. Yeah, yeah, oh, 100%. And so you said you start to feel sick. Did you like have morning sickness for a while or were there any other <sighs> oh, symptoms through? Yeah. Yeah, so um the week before I found out I was pregnant, I went to Pride. Um I obviously didn't know I was pregnant. I was 2 weeks pregnant. I was like doing shots with drag queens, living it up, and then um a couple of days later went into work and I got three cold sores, which was so strange. Like I get them when I'm run down, but um my colleague who was actually going through an IVF journey, she was like the encyclopedia on fertility and like she was in the note and she said to me you've got three cold sores can you go take a pregnancy test and I was like whoa no I just had a big weekend like it's all good and she was the one that sent me so um yeah I had cold sores so my body was quite run down and the fatigue so I I actually suffer from insomnia bad and um and I could have slept that first trimester I could have slept the whole time I've never been so tired in my life um and the sickness so the sickness went from week seven to week 17. uh i could smell a ripe banana from the other end of the house my, <laughs> my poor fiance nathan and the, the inside of the fridge ugh, i feel like a lot of women can um the fridge smell i could smell the sinks uh and um bananas and so nathan would open the fridge and i'd be at the front end of the house and be like close the fridge so (laughs) they were the worst ones i i couldn't wait to see the end of um the end of morning sickness it was shocking yeah 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 and then did you have any other kind of stuff i know some people experience different symptoms towards the end was there anything or was it just kind of the general like heaviness and honestly i had the most beautiful boring pregnancy it was the labor and onwards that was hairy um so no and I loved it I loved being pregnant I loved the I loved the attention I loved (laughs) I loved people waiting on me I loved how I looked for the first time in my life I wasn't trying to suck it in in photos Mm. like pregnancy fashion is so beautiful so my pregnancy was my pregnancy was beautiful i had no sex drive do not touch me yuck go away (laughs) um it wasn't until i was 37 weeks that i got really horny and my fiance was like my fiance was like i i can't i needed like a shoehorn to get off the couch let alone have (laughs) (laughs) he was like he's like you can't what are we what are we gonna do with this and i was like yeah yeah fair But I'm good to go. I'm good to go. Yeah, poor thing. <laughs> I literally was like, go away the whole pregnancy until about five weeks, five days yeah. before Lola was born. But my pregnancy was, it was beautiful. Those first, um, those first six weeks are the longest scary or 10 weeks until um, you do your nip test and get your heartbeat. They're the longest 10 weeks of your life. 
Yeah. They yeah. truly, truly are. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. And so you decided, did you find out the gender at uh, that we, point early? Yeah. We did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm a really anxious person. Shock horror. Um, and so uh, having the control was a big a big deal for us. Um, so we found out the the gender, and when we found out we were having a girl, I thought, oh, is, is Nathan gonna? Is we gonna have a bit of gender disappointment? Um, and so we just found out on the phone. We didn't pop a balloon or anything like that. And um, so we just found out over the phone. And when we found out it was a girl, I said, are you are you are you disappointed? Like you know, macho tradies, they want a son. Well, and he was <laughs> he was like, we have a a healthy baby i'm so happy and i was like oh that's so nice so um yeah yeah we found out and look my family's a breeder of girls i think if i keep having more more children i'm just going to be a girl mum. i feel like i can just feel it yeah yeah oh so good yeah we found out too could not wait i was like oh yeah just so long so long you've got so much else going on at the birth as well i'm like to have that extra layer i'm like it's so so admirable for people that can oh for sure good on them and they're with the internet and social media there are so little genuine surprises in life that is like a true surprise cannot relate need to know (laughs) (laughs) well we kind of like went around that we're like well it's still a surprise like when we find out it's just not yes Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so you obviously found out you were pregnant and did you know which kind of care you wanted? Did you want like midwifery led care or public, private, like oh, I kind was... of have an idea or? Um, we were bad at adulting and didn't have private at the time. Um, so I knew that we'd just be going through, um, the public system. Uh, I was at the Royal Women's, which they were great, but I was part of the COVID boom. So there is, there was nothing else to do in lockdown, but root and what (laughs) everybody had babies at the same time. I have so many friends that have children the same age as Lola. Um, so I found that it was, um, they were just so understaffed and so under the pump but um I just went with public um I had a student midwife who was really beautiful as well so yeah we just went through the public system and overall I did feel like we were really well looked after yeah that's awesome and so with that kind of system did you have kind of like the 13 or 12 13 week scan and then like a 20 and Mm -hmm. yeah but I I couldn't help myself I paid for some private ones yeah yeah more checks yeah I think I got like a a 16 week and then like a 30 30 week and I paid for one at the end and she's had her face covered the whole time so I was like (laughs) stunning thanks babe (laughs) because they're expensive they're not bloody cheap yeah um so yeah we went through um we had our we did it um all of our scans through an ultrasound place in Maribyrnong that had like a package which was really good so you'd pay like uh, like 800 900 bucks but you'd get like your genetics your 10 week your um 20 or and you get them all there and then once you kind of hit your 30 weeks and the hospital kind of takes you on or your 20 week I can't even remember now um we were going kind of through the hospital Mm -hmm. yeah yeah nice yeah and it is I think like just first birth in general like this is just my own personal opinion and experience like having that reassurance more often is like so comforting because you are so even though you you know you kind of hit that hurdle of like first trimester and then you hit the 20 week and then you're like okay it's like you know pretty sure thing but then like Mm -hmm. there's still like oh you just want to like see them and like it's also like a nice way to connect I find did you find like seeing her and hearing the heartbeat and stuff was a nice way to connect prior oh a hundred percent it was the best I loved it I actually (laughs) I actually um applied um and did a I was a what would I call it 
I was the... I went to a sonographer school where they teach people how to do ultrasounds and I was like the guinea pig. So people did their exams on me and it was free and I got like a, <laughs> yes. a recording. But it was it was dope. I like I think I got I got paid like fifty bucks or something. It was more <laughs> so, like you lie in and your students come in and they would tell you the gestational age. Like I wasn't allowed to say anything. But it was um it was a really cool experience like being able to use my pregnancy to help people, you know, with their career and also just getting to like see her kick around yeah. and yeah. stuff. Stuff like that as well. So it's having that reassurance. You know, I think the second time around, I'll probably just see the positive test and then have the baby and be like, "Cool, <laughs> sweet, but we did it." Yeah, <laughs> I think that's what everyone says on the second, right? Like the first, there's like so much intensity, and then at the second one, you're just like running around after the other kid and like yeah. shit's just going crazy. So you're like, whatevs. <laughs> yeah, I was definitely a, a highly strong pregnant woman in the se- in the sense of um, needing constant reassurance that she was okay in there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think. Yeah, most people first up. I'm, gonna say. I'm just going to say yes. <laughs> Everyone does that, right? Surely. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Uh, cool. So, yeah, it sounds like you were, like, happy with the, the kind of model of care you were going with and pregnancy other than, I guess, that first trimester or first half was, was a bit shaky, but then um, or with nausea and stuff. Um, but, yeah, it sounds like it was pretty cruisy. So then, yeah, what – what was the labour? When did labour begin? Tell oh me, tell me all God. the things. Here we go. Here we go. Um, <laughs> so, I had a beautiful pregnancy. Um, it was when COVID was rampant. I was thirty-eight weeks and five days. Um, oh no, I was thirty-eight weeks flat. Uh, I had left the house twice in between uh, Christmas and New Year's. I was like, I'm not leaving. I'm not risking it. One of those two times I contract COVID. Um, I was absolutely devastated because this first of all meant that um, the worst case scenario would be a C-section in which Nathan could not attend. Um, And I tried my hardest not to manifest that. Uh, So we were five days into my COVID isolation and I felt off. I remember I was just sitting on the couch and I just didn't feel right. And I said to Nathan, I'd like to go to the hospital. All right, no worries. We go, they put me on the um, machine um, for about an hour and they said to me, look, if she doesn't move in the next hour, we're going to induce you. And I was like, okay, sure, no problem. And then as soon as he said that, she starts doing karate in my belly. And I was like, perfect, let's go home. Um, and also I want to, um, if anyone's not comfortable to hear about a placental abruption or is triggered by this, heads up, I'm going to be talking about placental abruption. Um, so then I got sent home. It was about 5 p.m. Nathan went and got me chicken nuggets. I was eating chicken nuggets on the couch and I said to him, I'm, I'm tired, I'm going to bed. And at this point that's so standard. You're the size of a house. I got into bed and slept for about an hour and I wake up, I go to the bathroom and my waters break. And I was so excited. I was like, oh, my God, my waters are broken. This baby's are coming. I look down, <laughs> blood, blood all over the floor, all over the bloody floor. It looked like a law and order scene. And I remember going, Nathan, Nathan. And I yelled, get me a maternity pad. This man comes back with a panty liner. I was like, it's not going to cope. It's not going to cope. So um, I had, thank God I packed my hospital bag in my car. Pack your bag 
put it in your car. This is your sign. Uh, thank God we did. Um, we were speeding on CityLink in silence. Um, I was sitting on a towel, no shoes, no underwear, no bra. I was in a black Sabbath shirt and a maxi skirt and that's it. Um, we, called, we called the hospital and they said, um, look, you're COVID positive, so you need to wait outside. And, and I don't... Nathan positive as well or no? No, no. no. And he, I've had COVID three times. He's never had it. The, oh, unicorn. These, you know what? It's these tradies. If you eat a Zinger box every day, you can't get COVID. <laughs> <Oak milk and laughs> <stuff>. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. Dare ice coffees, keep it away. <laughs> and so um, I don't think the hospital, I think a lot of women, um, they get a little bit of spotting, you know, when they're going into labour or that um, when they lose their plug. And I had lost yeah. my plug a couple of days prior. I don't think they really understood the severity of the bleeding. And uh, when I'm in fight or flight, I'm very calm. So I called the hospital and said, I'm on my way. I'm bleeding, um, 38 and 5. And they said, all right, you can't come into the hospital because you're COVID positive. We have to pick you up from the car park. So I'm standing in the hospital car park bleeding, just bleeding. Um, the nurse sees me and she starts running. She's like, now she's like, oh, oh, God. So they get me into a birthing suite. Um they take off my maternity pad and of course I'm like apologizing and like embarrassed when you know you're like oh it's like when you're in the doctors and you try to hide your underwear but they're about to like see everything get in there <laughs> um so they're weighing my maternity pad in the corner and they're whispering and I just said like put, put the thing on me I just need to know she's hot she's got a heartbeat so we get the heartbeat best sound in the world um and they say to me Oh, Nathan, just pop Molly's jewelry off. This we're getting this baby out right now. So what had happened is I'd had a placental abruption, which means that um, my placenta had peeled off the front of my stomach. Um, it can be um, fatal to babies um, because obviously the placenta is like um, open, and so I believe it, they were. It was about eight thirty, nine o'clock, um, and they said, "Yeah, it, this is happening now." Um, so Nathan unfortunately could not be in there and they'd done so many COVID C-sections that had a tripod set up to FaceTime. Oh. So my heart, my heart goes out to any woman having a first, second, third baby whose partner had to watch from the other room. Hard for him and hard for me. Um, I was so high. I was yeah. like so high and I'm lying there and... And so they like obviously explained that you'd had a placental abruption mm -hmm. and then they saying like we need to do a cesarean for you yep. um and was there anything at that point did they indicate like the severity or you know no did, you... and you, they were so calm and okay. they just said she's coming out now they did they did reassure me she's fine um yep. and so now I can look back and laugh at my birth plan, which I'm sure we'll touch on a little bit later. But um, yeah, it's a, it's yeah. It's, Maybe it's just a, tell me now what was what oh was my your god? <laughs> I've spent like four hundred dollars on these friggin' baby classes, and like you know how how Nathan can do the massage and what he can do to be a supportive partner, and I wanted this music and this this lighting and this and that, and you know, <laughs> you know, tell me when to push, and I'm happy to have this epi. I'll have the epidural, but I don't want the morphine. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> No, none of that. Um, get in, lie down, pulling baby out of you, go to bed. So <laughs> um, my birth preference uh, folder is still in the boot. And when I, I just laugh. Like it's really good to have a preference a preference sheet right really good what you'd like i was gonna i was gonna birth on all fours like mother nature no um <laughs> so i would say that it's good to have it it's good to try and manifest it but just don't be too devastated when it doesn't go to plan because your baby's going to decide how they come 
into the yeah. world. Um, so my birth preferences were completely out the window. My fiance was watching my cesarean on FaceTime yeah. and um, I just wanted to hear her cry. I just wanted to hear something. I needed to hear something. Um, this is disgusting. A cesarean feels like they're doing the dishes inside of you. I've heard that. I've yeah, heard that. Like, it's like a swishy kind of yeah, like. You're just getting like kind of pulled from pillar to post. Um, so gross. And they pulled her out and it was the best noise I've ever heard in my entire life. Um, I, her pinky toe was like kind of like there's you got your four and then off to the side. And the first thing I said was, is that thing connected to her? So not the best like <laughs> to the world. <laughs> To the world they put her on my chest um i completely forgot that i was split in half and <laughs> i said to them can i i've got a video where i'm going can i sit up please can i sit up and they were saying um no no because you're, you're lying flat um mm. yeah you're lying um horizontal with the baby in your chest and it doesn't feel it doesn't feel right um then they wrapped her up she was perfect she had no need for any further intervention she was amazing she looked exactly like nathan um they scooped her up after some skin to skin, took her to the other room to hug Nathan, which was a real shame that I missed it. But we had a beautiful midwife um, who was in there with me, taking photos for me. She took photos with Nathan. She held my hand. She was incredible. Um, and then they sent him on his bloody way. And they just said, here's your baby, off you go. So <laughs> I got taken up to the COVID ward um, with this tiny thing. Oh, and... so you're in COVID ward, not obviously because they obviously didn't want you to be in the normal. Yeah, so yeah, there's, okay. there's a there's a COVID maternity ward. Okay, um, so it was more specific, like maternity, not just like with yeah, all no, the, no, no, all oh the random God. ventilator so... next to you or some shit. <laughs> oh, my God, no. So there, there was a COVID maternity ward. Um, I was spewing because I tested negative that morning as well. So I probably, you know, I did the right thing um, and spoke up about my situation as to not harm anyone else and make sure yeah. that the appropriate care was in place in case. But um, I was really on the tail end there. So what a stitch up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so shit. Oh, poor yeah. Nathan. But nice yeah. that, you know, although it obviously, yeah, didn't go to the to the birth plan, that, <laughs> um, you know, you were able to have some skin to skin and then they were able to have, have a cuddle and that sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, I mean, what mattered for us is that she was okay. She was, um, she was a healthy, beautiful little girl. So that's what um, our objective was and we got there. Yeah, yeah. And was that, um, was your, did you have the name? Was it already, like, set in stone? Because I know there was a nickname if you want to yeah. share throughout. <laughs> So I really wanted to name her Rizzo um, from Greece. It was a hard pass from Nathan. Um, we wanted something different. We had a few names. I loved Maggie. So Maggie made by Rod Stewart was my dad's favourite song. I thought Maggie was really sweet. Um, Nathan did not like it. Uh, he wanted Selma for a while. I was like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> I feel um, like that just reminds me of The Simpsons. <laughs> Patty and Selma, right? And even Maggie, but like it's, it's it's Selma, you know, and like, you know, no hates to the Selmas. I'm sure you're all hot. It's just our babies. Our baby was not a Selma. And so we actually <laughs> downloaded that baby baby name Tinder. So it's an oh. app. Yeah, and you this. can um, it gives you names, and you can swipe to find matches. But I think it was three days before I went into labour. I was like, "What about Lola?" And we just started saying, "You know, Lola's room. Where's Lola's bag?" And it just fit. But yeah. I gave birth to her alone, and I had to do the the birth documents on my own. When I tell you, it was so hard to not just slip a Rizzo in there. <laughs> <laughs> like, on here, <laughs> yeah, as like the middle name. 
blame the drugs and then but I, I would like to get married so I decided probably <laughs> best to um, you know respect his wishes so yeah. Lola um, yeah we had Lola probably I'd say three days before and I look at her now and she's not a Maggie she's not a Selma she's she's she is a Rizzo when she hasn't slept but um, <laughs> yeah no she's she's a Lola so we we had the name a few days before locked in yeah amazing amazing um cool well that was like bang bang what a bang ride. yeah <laughs> just like hey you're having your baby right there right now like yeah and yeah. i did um i did that night i was i was completely alone like recovering from a caesar uh still had the catheter in still had a wee bag um i did actually say to myself it's going to be really important to get some therapy after this because yeah. trauma makes you funny if treated so if you can look <laughs> back on your trauma and have it packed away in the correct box yeah. um and i knew as soon as the dust had settled that it was really important for me to um get some mental health care so that i could uh, file away the birth and not be terrified for the next one. <laughs> yeah, totally <laughs> yeah. fair, totally fair. Uh -huh. We'll talk more uh, about your postpartum experience in the next episode. Uh, so thank you so much for sharing your pre-pregnancy, pregnancy, labour and birth journey with us. Um, so nice, so nice to hear. And yeah, obviously sounds like, uh, although it didn't go go the way that you might have thought, it's still a positive in, in your eyes and um, yeah. Love yeah. That. Thank you so absolutely. much. Oh, pleasure. Cool. We'll chat to you in the next episode. Thanks, Molly. Awesome. Thanks, Jade. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you'd like to connect, you can find me on Instagram at The Birth and Postpartum Diaries. And if you enjoyed the episode, I'd love it if you could leave a rating and review so that we can get the word out. We can share these stories with more people. Alternatively, you can share a link for the episode to a friend or family member who might benefit. Have an amazing day and I will speak to you through the internet very soon.